0: What will you do to unlock innovation? In today's fast-paced world, innovation might not be enough. Tomorrow's pioneers of change will need to be agile, able to adapt, and committed like never before. Your host, Santa Vending, invites you to listen in and join business leaders from around the world as they share their visions for success in our future business challenges.
1: Welcome to Mind Innovation. I'm your host, Senna Vinding. I'm always excited to learn. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about continuous improvement, being able to let go and stay curious so you can ask the good questions. Um, I want to welcome Paul Dunlap. He brings more than 20 years of management and manufacturing experience. He describes himself as a humble learner. Uh, He's the principal consultant of Dunlap Consultants and specializes in lean enterprise, especially with the four pillars people, process, play, and profit. Welcome, Paul, I'm so excited to you're here today.
0: Yeah, thank you, Sana. Um, yeah, appreciate you having me on. Very, very excited to uh, have our chat.
1: <laughs> That's good. So where does your passion from Continuous Improvement or Lean, you know, what, where does that come from?
0: Um, yeah, I've been thinking about that. Um, I'm an only child, so I think innovation comes from from that. I think I was I was born with it, so I think my early childhood meant that I had to create and innovate different ways of, of play. And um, sort of reflecting back, I created all sorts of different worlds and and whatnot. So I think I had a, a bit of a passion for it from from the get go. Um, environmental conditioning. Um, <laughs> I think through my manufacturing career, I, I sort of fell into manufacturing and I started on the shop floor as a, as a machine operator in a, a Greenfield food business. And reflecting back and that was 20 odd years ago is that I, I really um, learned to innovate there because I was really focused and I think I'm I'm pretty hardwired to improve processes. And fortunately yeah. I've, I've ended up here, but. Um, just you know, improving machinery and equipment, um, finding always striving to find a, a better way. Um, so I think I, I sort of had that, and then came across lean, and that just you know ticked all the boxes, and um, I've, I've sort of gone from there. So um, yeah, that's that's kind of that's the,
1: the, the very brief the background. <laughs> so you love to solve problems, right? That, that's where um,
0: I love to try solving problems.
1: So how do you, when, when you go in right now as a consultant, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen a lot of different organizations as well. How do, you, how do you go in and, and, and tell or, or communicate saying now there's a change going to happen and how do you get the team to change with
0: you? Um, that's a really good question because it, it's a question that I see um, many people struggling with on both sides of the equation, whether it's um, people that are training or consulting or the people that are going to be impacted by the change so for me and I think I've changed my approach um over the years too so I always <laughs> there's a couple of things I'd say I make it up as I go along and I sort of I I'd joke about that but it's it's not a, <laughs> a cookie cutter or a prescriptive approach so I, ha- I have a very open mind when I go in there's a fundamental set of tools and approach that I have but I sort of go back to Taiichi Ono and start from need and and that's kind of my guiding principles there. The other part of it is um, non-judgment and curiosity. So um, I'm there to, I say I'm I'm the tour guide, if you will, I'm there to to shine the light on things and look at things and and ask good questions and to empathise with the people that are generally working with pretty dreadful processes that are making their day-to-day life difficult and frustrating. So that, that's really the approach. My, my job is to um, not tell them how to do or what to do. My job is to um, educate them, but also to, um, for, for them to understand that they are the experts. Many organizations, and, and I deal a, a lot with people and on the front lines, whether it's manufacturing or non-manufacturing service, and I'll ask them the question: Who, Who's the expert in your job? And i will say, "Oh no, my boss. My boss is the expert," and they'll defer to other people or you know particular yeah. um, things in the company. And I say, "No, you, you, <laughs> you guys are, are the yeah. You are here five days a week, eight hours a day, forty-eight weeks a year. Um, no one can know your job better than you." Yeah. And and that's where I start. And you know, I, I joke and say, "Yep, I'm I'm the idiot in the room. I'll learn way more from you than you will from me." but we'll improve your, your process together. Yeah,
1: oh, that's a good way of, of looking at it. What if you, and, I'm, I'm, and I don't know if you have experienced this, but what if you experience that you come into an organization where they don't accept that you make mistakes or failures? Or maybe they, they say that they accept it, yeah but 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 you have some you have a part where they're like yeah okay I did a mistake this is the plan this is how I'm going to go back on it but you also have a group that were like they're just pointing and saying no that's the process that's wrong I didn't do anything wrong
0: Mm. um I I think it's all about creating the right environmental conditions so a, a large part of lean is taking fear out of the environment because that's you know what what you're outlining is uh, a fear-based environment so it, it's very important to create that psychological safety so it's it's one thing and I see a lot of you know uh, lean businesses um, <laughs> that say they're they're lean and they have a lean culture and lean thinking but it's you know once you scratch at the surface it's, it's very different as you say so I think there's two, two sides to the equation is that there's the, the people doing the work and adding value in the business and then there's leadership. And I, 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 I guess I spend a lot of my time coaching and mentoring leaders to, to you mentioned, let go at the, at the beginning, to, to let go of the power and the authority and the need to know best, because I think it really is on the leaders to create that culture and to create that safety, to give people permission. Um, and when I come into a business, um, business owners or CEOs or general managers will say, Paul, we, we need you to fix our processes, we need you to fix our culture and so on and so forth. And I guess what they forget is that they're responsible for that. So I always say, well, let, let's have the conversation where you've either created this or you've allowed this to happen or, or both of those. So let, let's get that out of the way first and, and you have responsibility and now let's work together. If you're serious about, you know, change and going down the lean path, let, let, let's work together to, to to change this and to create that environment that, that you want. And again, I'm not the person that's going to have the answers. The answers are already here. Yeah. I'm just gonna unlock that for you.
1: You're like you're the glue. You help it to, to get there. Okay, so what if, um I think the, um, there's a lot of companies, I don't know if they need to say you have they have to upskill, but this. you have to keep train, you know, keep that that you're educating um your, your employees, right? To to make sure that they are are the best of the best, right? Because that that's that's the value, that's the currency. You you don't have anything if you don't have the people in your in organization. So so when you come in and if you bring like a new flavor and talking about lean, do you do you do some training first or how do you how do you how do you start the process? And then on the other hand, when you then are done with it, um, do you then leave that they that you know that they will continue and also educate themselves within this, this area?
0: Yeah, it's um, interesting. So my view, so I guess through my leadership and management career, I was always focused on you know making myself redundant. So, not, not literally, not putting <laughs> no, this no. up. But, um, I, I, I wanted people to be able to make decisions, to be empowered, to have that permission and for the process to be robust that I could walk away. Um, same thing with my consulting. I'm not interested in being there for forever and a day and being relied upon as the expert. My job is to build capability in that organisation and what good looks like for me is, you know, Two years down the track, where my, my ex clients are still messaging me and sending me photos of, of things that they've done, and and they're they're standing on their own two feet and they're, and they're growing on their own. That that's what I want to do. So, yeah. I guess back to the the initial part of the question is that ed- education is absolutely critical in this. Yeah. Um, again, far too often, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be lean consultants, but a- any sort of consultant will come in and. It will just be a prescription. Um, I had a story the other the other week in a client where they talked about a previous consultant who'd been in the business who just, you know, would come out onto the shop floor out of the boardroom. They'd stand there with a clipboard and they wouldn't talk to anyone. They'd take all these notes oh. <laughs> and they'd scurry off back into the boardroom and then come back a day later. And, okay, guys, this is what we're going to do.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I think those sort of things far too often. So I think what I try and do is give people like like I use a a lot of simulations. So I teach them the basic fundamentals of lean um, practically and simply and also make it fun. Um, Again, because many, many organizations that I work with have already had a few attempts at lean. And sometimes it's very difficult to even use the word because of the connotations and experience that comes with that. So, again, I have a very simple, relatable approach. So, yes, the the education, whether it's just eight wastes and flow, basic PDCA, some 5S, um, some process or value stream mapping, that's always in the front end of my consulting. And then there's enough conversation over a few months to really start to identify, you know, some quick wins some sort of smaller to medium sized projects. And then there's some, some bigger picture stuff, which we'll get to. Um, and I think what I was speaking before is that there's a real case of, well, one, what's in it for me. So I want people to understand that the benefits of that. Um, and again, it's for them to find that. And the other part is really, uh, um, I, I, guess, I guess that permission side of things is allowing people to, to do that. Um, and to take those steps on their own. Um, And and just getting that hands-on practical learning because in the the classroom often what they'll do is that the experience and the behaviors that that play out in the classroom through a simulation will be the same things that are happening out there in in business. And then there's always a a sort of a a moment where the penny drops and there's smiles on faces and and they get it, okay, well, how's this similar to, to what's going on out there? And then it also gives me a point of reference down the track where, remember when we, you know, did the waste yeah. simulation, this is the same sort oh, yeah, I get it. And so it, there's that real connection that we develop. Um, as I said, there's foundational tools that I'll, I'll use, but yeah, education is so important.
1: No. Uh, so I saw cuz I checked you out right on your LinkedIn that you have Lego serious play. You're saying you're uh, you, you can you can go out and and use that as a I don't know if you call it a communication tool or if that's the whole setup. So can yes. you tell me more about what 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 does that, you know, how do you go out and and implement or how do you use it and what's the what's the benefit of using Lego?
0: Um. So I'd, I'd used Lego in one of my lean simulations and I, I just saw um, again, the, the, the play um, that happened and just people reverting almost to childlike um, behavior and they, they really enjoyed it. Very tactile and all the rest of it. And I had a, I have a colleague in New Zealand who had started doing this um, a couple of years ago and I sort of, I was watching him on posting on LinkedIn and I sort of, Piqued my interest, and I thought, "Oh, there's something in this." And so we had a chat, and yeah, last year I sort of did my my training with, with Michael Fern in Melbourne, and um, yeah, so I've used it, I've used it um, quite a bit since, and I, I find Lego Serious Play to be an incredibly powerful tool. Um, it, it it really is. So I use it in many ways. So I'll use it for one-on-one coaching. Um, I'll use it for team and group activities. Last week, I ran a full day on um, strategic planning for an organization. So working with a senior management team and, and a board. And the Power and Lego series plays that in our conventional meetings or conventional brainstorming and problem solving. Yeah, we'll have a, a room full of people, but typically the loudest voice will get heard and or the the people with uh, position power will will be the ones that drive the conversation. And it's not a democratic process. So Lego serious play really levels the field. So I think that's one huge benefit. But it also allows people to, like I said, that that playful flow state that they get into when they're just playing with Lego, a lot of the conditioning is dropped and they get to, I guess, unbridled thinking. So there's so much power and depth that comes out, because I guess the Lego serious play for, for those who are unfamiliar is really, you're building a Lego model in response to a question. And as a facilitator, it's all about the, asking the best quality questions. So you have to put a lot of thought into the right questions and how those questions are worded. But even last week in, so in that strategic session, we talked around vision and purpose and we talked around, I guess, the future steps for the organisation over the next three to five years. And I was actually, and I often am through Lego series play, moved, emotionally moved by some of the responses and the quality of the responses and, and the depth and, and thought of those responses. Um, I think people get into it and they think, oh, this is a bit novel and silly. But once they actually start to, to tell the story of their model, it makes more and more sense. And the, the metaphors that come through are just so incredibly powerful and really revealing. So you can cut through a lot of stuff very, very quickly through using Lego Series Player.
1: I, so I tried, I didn't buy the set. I have to put that here.
0: I went yeah. to my son's room
1: <laughs> and brought it to my team. Um, this is a, a while ago. And I said, uh, build, you know, how you see yourself your job description of what, where you are. And it was fun to see how, it's fun to, because if you give a person a pencil and paper and saying, now draw it, people are like, I can't draw, right? That's, that is a, they block and saying, I can't do that. And, and they can, but we're all different levels. But when you give them the Lego, nobody says I can't build. They you, they start immediately there putting something together. And it was fun to see the one that put the thinking hat on and saying, I'm the engineer, I'm standing here, right? And I'm, I'm doing all this. This is my lab. And this is where I love to be. And that was another one. He had the whole, um, the raw material was, was coming in, right? The whole manufacturing. And then he said, yeah, here, this is the product. And that's where I am. And so it was, it, as just just as describing as well, when they had to explain or to describe and saying, "This is how I, see, you know, this is how I understood your question, and this is how I, I see it." Um, I think there was also one that made made an airplane, and I don't know if it could actually, I don't know if they've had both wings. So there was something there as well. But it was just there was details that you needed them to describe that you got the full story. Um, so now that you're telling me, I want to do it again. I'm like, I should do again. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it's, um, and yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll um, work with, you know, again, whether it's individuals or teams over and over again. So they, they they get more and more familiar with the process. Yep, the questions are different, but it's, yeah, it's incredibly powerful. And then when you go from, you know, an individual model and in that story and then get into the, the shared models and, and systems and, you know, you can really, um, spend a, a lot of time and, and getting into you know all, all of the relationships between the people between the external agents and all of those sorts of things yeah. again it, it will reveal a lot um, again like you, you've just described is that you know how, how people are thinking about things um, it reveals a lot about their personality whether they're yeah. some people will you know if uh, one I use is you know very similar you know uh, build a model that shows you in your process some people will literally literally build the model of their process and (laughs) build some you know very esoteric weird crazy thing um yeah yeah, that's just all part of the the beauty of of the play and um method
1: yeah no yeah it's 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 fun and i think also you you give them when you're doing it that that using that tool it, you give them an experience right it's not that you're just standing there showing a powerpoint or what kind of slide deck you have um because you actually are thinking in a different way you have to explain you in a different way it gives you an experience so now you can reflect back to that later on and hopefully it was a fun one right i think the ones the one i did there we were we were happy it was a happy moment <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, and that's what, what I'm thinking as you're talking is that yeah, there's there's always smiles on people's faces, always laughter, um, yeah. and again, that's telling me that people are, are, are tapping into that 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 play and that flow state. They're um they're, they're feeling safe, and that's when again, you know, if we're looking at what's going on in people's brains, that that's when we're, we're getting good quality thinking. That's where they're in their prefrontal cortex, and and and, yeah. and they're wired in and, and that's really what we want you know, to really optimize um, those situations. Yeah.
1: So that brings me to the next one I have here because it says with creativity, right? I think it, that's the fuel for, for innovation. So yeah. the, the big question here, are you born with it to be creative or is this something you can be taught?
0: Great question. I think we're born with it um, and I think then we're conditioned out of it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, I, think, I think from the, the moment we're born, we're born with a thirst for for learning, a thirst for knowledge, a thirst to innovate and be creative and the world um, then starts to intervene and takes it away. So I feel in many ways that we have to decondition and and reteach people and give them the tools to be able to start going there. Because I think as human beings, that's just, we are naturally wired that way, Um, but our society and our workplaces um, destroy it really. And it's, yeah. it, it's sad because uh, again, you know, people in the lean world, we, we have a set of tools. And I think sometimes we place far too much importance on the tools rather than people, but it's really people are the, the biggest asset. As I said, the, the answers to problems in organizations is already there. It's already in, in people's minds and people are sometimes trapped in their minds. Knowledge is, is held in those silos. Um, so yeah, it's really a case of creating, um, big on creating environments, creating structures that allow people to um, decondition and come out and, and create that innovative and um, creative environment.
1: Yeah, I like that. Uh, I, I think you, I think you're right. There's, it, it gets killed on the way, or just get less. Yeah, and then you have to open it up again and, and ask the question. And be that humble person, and and start being creative again, and then also go away from sometimes all the te- technology, because that's where your mind will start flowing and get other ideas of what what, what you're working on.
0: Yeah, and um, I, and I think all through our lives, you know, there's there's a hierarchy. There's always somebody that is seen as the, the expert, whether it's a school teacher or whether it's your your boss at work or whatever it might be. And so we, we we're made to feel um, I'm not sure what the right word is, but lesser and we and we people just accept that I think there's a a real acceptance out there and what I'm about is really helping people to find their voice and and again creating that environment where they legitimately do have a voice and that voice is valued and it's heard and better yet that something happens from that conversation
1: yeah so with this uh, learning and creativity, what's what's the most important thing you can do in your space right now?
0: Um, I, I think is start to look at how you can um, open up that that conversation that I've that I've talked about. So um, I think one of the words that I use a lot is assumption. So there's assumption um, around all parts of a business whether it's again people on the front lines or management or everyone in between um, so it, it's really about like i said removing fear um from the environment and legitimately um tapping into that conversation around how can we make things better um, and i talk about you know the the bottleneck of perfection because i think sometimes perfection. If it, if it can't be perfect, then we, we don't do anything. And that really hamstrings people. Or if I don't have the perfect solution or the perfect answer or the perfect response, again, I think that people are scared of, of looking silly. Again, you can look at uh, managers sitting in a, in a boardroom in a meeting and people don't open their mouths because I don't want to look silly. I don't want to mm. ask that question. Everybody's sitting there thinking about it and it's <laughs> their tongue, but they, they just won't say it. So, we need to create environments and structures that allow that to happen um, and that it's actually valued and that's what we're seeking um, sometimes uh, that uh, i guess that that feedback is is confronting um, again you know like i talked about with with senior senior leaders or business owners or those sorts of people they <laughs> and i heard the phrase no nobody wants to um hear their babies ugly you know, so <laughs> no, nobody wants that, um, that feedback. That, that comes to that, that letting go because initially a lot of the things that come out in, in a lean process, yeah, they're not great. They are yeah. the, the frustrations and the problems, but we just need to, to face that and go, okay, it, it is what it is. It's not, yeah. it's not good, it's not bad, it just is what it is. And I think that's really, for, for me, that's the first steps and then we can start to harness that. And as people feel safe, and as people are feeling reward from those conversations, and it just sort of, I think it just rolls on from there and gathers momentum. But it does, it takes time, particularly where most organizations that I I work with are starting from.
1: Yeah, okay, that that, that makes sense. So what will you tell Paul like 10 years ago?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. A very good question. Um, so I would say that I'm a I'm a lifelong learner. So I think all, all all the way through the journey, I've continued, and probably these days been deliberately more humble and more curious. So I think the advice, maybe short and sharp, would be to let go of everything you think you know. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I think that, that sort of mirrors my career because I, I, I sort of came into the lean world, I, I practised very simply, I did, you know, on reflection a lot of really cool stuff. And then I, I read too much and I, I sort of overcomplicated things way yeah. too. And I confused things in my own mind and I had very fixed views about certain things. And over certainly the last few years, I've let a lot of that go. And just, I've come back to distill things to very, very And, you know, I joke with my clients, I'll say, well, yeah, I'll, I'll certainly learn more from you than you will from me. And I'm, I mean that. That is that yeah. 100%. So I, I think from that point of view and having that open mind and not, you know, someone referred to me as a lean expert. I'm not a lean expert. I'll never be a, a lean expert. I have lean expertise and experience. Ah. <laughs> um, and I'm very clear on that. So for me, yes, it, it's, it's about that, that letting go of the, probably the bullshit and, and, and whatever else, the, the walls that we put up and just going going with it. And I think that's, yeah. that's a great way to go. That's a good way. Nice.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree because every time I'm sure when you go out and work with, with, with um, a new company or a new organization, That it will never be the same, right? You will have a new challenge or you will have a new team to work with. So then that will take you, you will grow in different directions based on that. So that's how you're getting there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's, I mean, I think every organization, every individual, every team is different and there's different sets of challenges depending on the environment and, and their journey. Um, but I, I think there's also a lot of common threads there too. And I know that, you know, organisation by organisation, I'm, I'm going to encounter the same sets of issues. Um, yeah. I'm going to encounter all sorts of issues, but there'll, <laughs> there'll, there'll be common threads there. But yes, um, I, I just, like I said, take it as it comes, almost make things up as they go. And we'll, we'll get there in the end. What's important for me is that I know where, where the end is. How I get there, how long it takes to get there is, is another question. Yeah.
1: Okay. Thank you so much for being on my podcast today. I, will, I really enjoyed it. And I want to go and build with Lego now as well, just yes. to, <laughs> to be creative. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but thank you so much.
0: No, thank you, Sonia. It's been a pleasure. I'm sure we could um, have talked for hours more.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, we could. We could. <laughs> we'll, we'll follow up later. <laughs> thank you Absolutely.
0: all right thank you thanks again for having me on
1: if you enjoy this podcast and if you like to hear more please subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts until then stay curious and keep learning